0: My name is Udua Dare, and with me is Samuel Omonka. Welcome to the first episode of Let's Talk Africans. Mm-hmm. Today promises to to be a very exciting and interesting one. So, wherever you're listening to our voice is just sit tight and relax and enjoy. Before we begin today's um the the session,
1: please make to your family my Instagram the at TTT African Media and. In no, 2016, African media we must be our community together, together we can, together and we can continue the conversation on the
0: On the show, we have with us Esosa.
2: Esosa. thanks for joining us.
0: Hello, hello, my name is Esosa and thank you for joining us. We are also joined by Kumi Cheri, is a member of NRM, the Niger Resistance Movement, and. A member of the mop we of the people you're welcome comrade,
1: good, day, comrade. Good, day, comrade. It's good to be here thank you i hope you 30. can hear me
0: yes we can yeah okay, thank you very much for inviting me mm-hmm. you're welcome
2: we also come out gamma. Gamma. it's nice to have you here thank you so much for having me it's a pleasure you're welcome thank you very much so today we'll be discussing a very interesting topic
0: Leadership and development in Africa. We're going to be analyzing the issue of leadership and development as far as Africa is concerned. And we're going to be looking at the future, 2023 and beyond. The subject of leadership and development in Africa is an increasingly pertinent topic, um, but it is very uh, Ironical that a continent that is endowed with immense natural and human resources, great cultural and economic diversity remains underdeveloped. Most African nations suffer from corruption, civil unrest, and war, underdevelopment, and deep poverty. So let's start from here. How did we end a continent rich in resources but poor in
1: reality? I think that's a good question because uh, it's to ask uh, not just an African but any human being that how come with the enormous wealth on the planet how come there is poverty it's a very huge question uh, on the uh, continent in particular in Africa in particular you know, in the midst of uh, so much enormous wealth. And when we talk about wealth, we are not just talking about... Uh, and I think it's necessary for us to put wealth in context. Wealth is not actually a material uh, thing that is a, a, I an mean, inanimate mean, uh, concept. It's actually that, you know, every human being creates wealth. So how do we, in a situation by which every human that creates wealth, is actually living in uh, abject poverty, and which brings us to the question of uh, the class nature of our society, or the, or, or as we speak, you know, uh, prior to now, because uh, we do not see this in uh, other species of the, or uh, in the, uh, in, in nature. If you go to cows, you know, you are not going to find what you are seeing in human society you know, uh, in other species. Unemployment, I don't think, uh, I want to be challenged. I don't think there's unemployment in other species, you know. So, it's a, with human human developing classes, uh, and uh, having a situation by which a minority can own everything that the majority produce, you know, uh, that is the root cause of the situation where we have, which we currently find ourselves and it's in a very brutal, uh, a very brutal situation. It has actually degenerated, you know, to a much more brutal uh, situation. Uh, uh, slavery is supposed to have been uh, abolished uh, close to 200 or 300 years ago. But essentially, it was never abolished. What we actually have is a is a transformation of it to the current situation we find ourselves so that essentially is the root cause of you know of uh, the current situation, new colonial capitalism capitalism you know a, a emergence of class in you know, society man uh, man dominating man or man excluding man is essentially the situation is essentially responsible for the current situation we find ourselves right now, it's time to be challenged thank you yeah, thank you very much um uh, so, so sir, quickly same question please. Okay. So how, how did it get here as Africa as a continent? I think the uh, other guy has said it all actually. Uh first we didn't really know we were Africans. We are just human beings on earth. So the recognition of we as Africans came from um, the other race, I will call them like but okay, let us put it, the white people. It was when we came, we started recognizing that we were black people. So how did we get here as Africans? We got here as Africans because we realized that there was a competition. And the people that brought this competition enslaved our minds. Because we were not actually suffering, we were okay with the way we were. We were perfect in our own content. till so they came and showed us their own standard. Then we felt that we are not doing well, we are not doing enough. We want to live like them because of the kind of lifestyle they brought to us. And they used slavery and colonization to make it stick. So that is why we feel that today... We are actually trying to meet up to something or trying to meet up to a certain development, like they have in their own continent and world. So, how we got here as Africans is just the realization that we were Africans. That was how we got here. Quite interesting
2: perspective. Come on. All right, thank you so much. Uh, First of all, I'll start my statement by uh, revising ourselves. of... of a very important uh, proverb or quote which says that united we stand, divided we fall. So uh, this is not far away from the the deep core beliefs of an African. When we talk about the strong belief of Ubuntu, I am because we are. Now these are the strong values and concepts that we Africans actually have believed in before um, anything happened. So for me I always like to look at Africa in this way that The story of Africa never started with um, slavery, we have civilization, so whenever we start talking about the story of Africa and we start talking first of all about slavery, I'm not in support of it. I want us to go deeply to the roots. First of all, who are Africans? We were who we are before the slavery, before the colonization, before anything that happened. So first of all, let's look at the mindset that we were living with. What were we doing and what changed? Now, situations have the capability to transform us, to change us into many things. So if you look at the deep belief of an African from the aspect that I have one thing, let me share with the other, if this was our strong belief from the beginning, the world changed. It means that we've gone through a state that has changed our perspective and our way of looking at life. And this has come to affect us. So I'm happy about one thing that one of my brothers said here about like the competition. Now, first of all, true leadership comes when it comes with self uh, selflessness. You know, it's not about you, it's about the people. It's not about your interests, it's about the other people. So true leadership is when we, all the people, will have the interest of Africa. That is all African countries who have the interest of the people at heart. This is the only way that we can solve this issue. And now, what I would like to add before we move on to the next one is, listen it is always easy to point hands at someone else or it is always easy to to point out the problem and exclude yourself Mm -hmm. I always complain about poor leadership, corruption, bribery, and all this stuff but I put this challenge upon ourselves that these leaders were once mute as us. They were once youthful people like us. Now the corruption nature in our leadership style has to be dealt with from the root cause because if a person is not good at heart he will not be a good leader. So I think it is more deeper than just the leadership that we have. But we have to go deep down into the core belief systems of even the African child. So that's where I try to challenge ourselves from the partner and perspective that we have to look at it first. Thank you so much. Thank you very much.
0: We are heading somewhere. But but first, let me quickly take a, a, a quote from Selassie. Leadership does not mean domination The world is always well supplied with people who wish to rule and dominate others The true leader is a different sort. He seeks effective activity which has a truly inefficient purpose. He inspires others to follow in his wake, and holding aloft the touch of wisdom leads the way for society to realize its genuinely great aspirations from this quote we can clearly see what Selassie believes are the qualities of a leader what a leader should do um, I find something very um, funny and this is the fact that Africa's contribution to, to the political or leadership philosophy has been remarkable and we cite two examples first is Ubuntu you already mentioned that Gamal and uh, this is the concept or belief of sharing that connects all humanity the concept that says i am because you are another great leadership philosophy developed in africa is the Satyagraha concept notion of passive resistance which gandhi developed while living in africa these are two great um leadership philosophy it is an african developed philosophy it is very funny. Still, the um, and it is sad where we are today um, as a people and, a, and as a continent so now it is clear there's a leadership crisis in Africa we all know that we have leadership crisis in Africa let's talk solution how can we solve the issue of leadership in Africa and so, sir, um let's let's quickly take your view thank you well
3: how, how you solve the issue of bad leadership in Africa?
1: Well, actually, everybody is a leader. But definitely, we need to have someone representing generally. How is our society? What what, what do you teach the children growing up? What environment do anybody come back from in Africa? It's <clears throat> that environment that brings up person that becomes a leader that governs the entire nation now the 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 society is the society has been disrupted let me use that word or corrupted actually initially we had a very perfect system in africa a very nice educational background a very nice spiritual upbringing uh, a, a, a an upbringing that makes everybody loves everybody but now, you to think of just yourself first. So with that kind of educational system, with that kind of thought in almost everybody's mind, it is very difficult to have a very good leader in Africa. So how I'm going to solve it goes, goes, goes deep, trust me. It goes deep and it has to go down to the educational system to like self-identity everybody needs to know who they are currently everybody needs to understand history, and that will be very difficult so to me i don't see africa producing one great leader except
0: there is one revolution or one awakening or something like that thank you thank you very much okay now uh le- 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 let's 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 change it a little so sir taking from your last points revolution so let's take it from there. Now, should we be talking revolution, or we can still we can still work it democratically? Uh, well, I hope you can hear me. Yes, we can. Uh, the question earlier of
1: the question of leadership. Yeah, yeah, is, and then, raised and the question of revolution at to put place in a proper context. Uh, we need to completely pose the question of who's leadership currently exists, you know, in the, on the continent. We have already emphasized the fact that uh, the continent, there is a class divide on the continent. Uh, and the class divide is not isolated the continent, there is a global class divide.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, uh, within that context, you know, uh, we need we, we, we to also put of who currently controls the society. I mean, that currently leads society, and if you understand the class that leads the society, you know it is that class that has that leadership problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it is within that context that the question, the uh, the option of revolution can be well understood. Revolution is not just a thing that uh, there are cause. Revolution is a product of you know the uh, relationship you know, within know the society. Uh, Because essentially, for us to have a human society, one thing that is basic is that uh, that society must move forward. When we talk about moving forward, what we mean essentially is this. Just like if if you go, and I think it's necessary for us to be scientific, if you go to the animal kingdom, anyone, the first thing is for you to move forward, they must feed themselves, they must feed themselves, they must feed themselves you know for human society they must feed themselves they must also uh acquire several other things in order to survive you know a human being needs food clothes house uh and several other things now in an instance of a which uh it cannot wait up you know and of course every human society is divided into there's a division of labor, like you know other species that you can actually a a cow will just goes to the jungle and eats. You know a lion just uh, pounces on other. But for human society, it's not like that. You know the hunter is different from the farmer. You know the farmer is different from the ghost meat. You know the ghost meat is different from the from the teacher. So you have the instance of which the society is divided into there's a division of labor. But on top of that chain, you have you know, uh, a class dominance, a dominant class. Now, the problem usually is this. In an instance of which the class that is dominating, the class that is actually operating what is produced within the society, when you have an instance of which that class can no longer guarantee the fundamental basics, there is a base, that is when we talk about bad leadership, which is not actually easy, it's not a question of bad leadership, it's inability to provide that leadership, you know, provide that control to uh to raise continuously meet the needs of the society and advance the society. When you have that situation developing where it can no longer move forward, that creates the condition for vote. You know, uh it's a contradiction, you know, which you know uh basis upon which the class that is in leadership that is in control has to vacate that uh, that uh, that situation. Now, uh, coming back to basics again. Right now, you have new colonial you know, new colonialism in Africa. You have global PM. Yeah. Now, it no longer. You have a situation for which you know there are billions of jobs to be done, and there are millions of people desperate to be to be employed. But you have you, know, you have that situation. You know that you have crisis. You have crisis unemployment, poverty, etc you know, and I'm not uh, not going to be particular about Africa, I'm talking about globally, from Asia to Europe, to to Turkey, to Nigeria. You have as well, the society is just moving forward. So within that context, what do you expect humanity to do? Humanity cannot continue to sit and watch while it is sliced into more inadequacy and more chaos. Which leads to the question of You know, uh, revolts, you know, uh, know. and uh, it's necessary for us to put this in proper context, historical context. Uh, The world has not always been capitalist. You know, prior to capitalism was feudalism, you know, and at a particular point when, let us drive south with Europe, you know, at a particular point where you you could no longer, you know, uh, European feudalism could no longer move society forward it gave the base, you know, for which several things were beheaded, starting from, the, uh, from Yuki to France, ETC, To even the United States. You know, they, had, they just had to get rid of that old method and move forward. You know, prior to that, also, you know, we have the situation, even in Africa, they the, 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 see that we do that or the society collapses completely. It was the case in several of the ancient uh, civilization on the continent of Africa and uh, several other places. You know, if you can no longer guarantee the continuous development you know, of human society providing for the needs of people, meeting the needs of people and advancing society, you know, the, the class that is in charge of the society, you know, uh, that class and that system is bound for doom. That is the situation we currently find ourselves, you know, uh, right now, you know, whether you are in Africa, whether you are outside Africa, you know, uh, we can comfortably see that the current regime in Nigeria cannot provide any other way forward, you know, uh, move the society forward. It is completely movement. you know, and therefore, you know, it's not just a matter, there's nothing else we can do, but actually uh, put it out. And that is the objective reality, you know, that uh, we have to, that, that imposed on this generation, imposed on us. You know, this system can no longer, you know, uh, push, you know, move society meet the basic needs of the society, you know, and uh, I, I'm sorry for taking time, but I don't want to be as, uh, no, simple, right. as you know, as ever. You know, I was uh, capable of ending ending insurgency, ending the civil wars, ending uh, and uh, uh bringing millions of people out from the north, from the east, and providing education, ending unemployment and things like that. This was it's a different thing entirely, but right now that all these things basic basic things cannot be done within this current dispensation. And which sure. yeah. lays the basis upon which the masses' revolution is actually the masses' intervention into the into the affairs, where people can no longer rely on the status quo or on those who they have uh, given the authority to uh, to provide a guidance or governance, where they no longer trust them, and they actually step into the arena and uh, the ring and actually take track that of yes, That's where we're actually at right now. Thank you very much, Um, This
2: is a very, very interesting uh, conversation. I'm really enjoying myself. Um, I have a question for our uh, uh, commissioning. You know, we
1: all hear the saying that Africa's destiny is in the hands of Africans, primarily, uh, primarily the African youth. Now, what structure do you think can be put in place to allow African youth really embrace this nation, because some African youth don't want anything to do with Africa development be anymore. Because of the bad government and the bad structure put in place, that has no favor them. So what structure
4: do you think can be put in place to allow African youth really embrace the notion that Africa is in their hands? I, would, I, I think uh, we need to phrase the, probably phrase the question so that it can actually... Because it's not actually in the hands of African youth generally. Uh, okay. Personally, I, I'm, I'm not. I, I, I like uh, us actually being a big global. But you know, when you're looking at uh, the constitution, it's not and it's not a question of youth versus old. You know, it's usually a matter of class. You know, because the youth is actually transient, very transient. You know, uh, somebody who comes from the class of the affluent you know, is also a youth. Uh, and it's going to be temporary at a particular point in time he's going to find himself or herself you know in the appropriate class that it be- belongs to you know or subjectively you know are uh, the class they want to associate with so and uh within that context you know we is th- that context that we look at. and and therefore it's not just a matter of uh it's not just a, and it and it will affect you wherever you are if you don't want to have anything to do with Africa, quote-unquote, where you are staying is not also immune to the crisis, the current global crisis, because the crisis are con- concretely global. The same way you have uh, COVID-19 that is global, this is the same way the crisis of the current world order has uh, been uh, very global. You know, I don't think there's any country right now that is not fighting on having challenges with unemployment you know, and several other things that plague you know, uh, break the society. The only situation with Africa is that it is, uh, it is on the extreme. It is on the extreme. So we need to look at it. So it's a situation for which uh, the conscious youth uh, makes attempt, they make attempt to actually be in charge of their minds, first and foremost, and also play their, the historic role of trying to uh, make their contribution towards, you know, a general overhaul of the society. Right now, the question of reforms is not on the agenda, concretely speaking. Uh, it's a question of, a, it's a, it's a, question of a, a general overhaul of the entire uh, order that we currently have. Yeah, and I'm sure if you can, uh, I don't, I, uh, I'm just being blunt. It's, it's, if you look at, all, look at it in all ways, you will see that there are actually no rooms upon which this system can be reformed you know, to or to give it a human face, it's not possible. So it just has to be, you know. And if you have some people that are disgruntled or this, this completely disillusioned, it's because there are no middle ways, you know, uh, to changing the situation. This is a system just has to, you know. And and, and we brings up and for the system to go, it's a political question. It's a question of actually uh, those other classes. Those other layers that are not currently organized need to get themselves organized with the agenda of actually taking power and taking political power and transforming the situation. That is the only, is the only way you can actually get things done right now. you know uh, maybe if I might go more simplistic, I, I don't know how, how more simplistic I can go, but that essentially is the situation It's not a, huge, it's a huge crisis is actually a class crisis. Yes, class,
0: yeah.
4: There are people that own people, and there are people that uh, that are you know that are owned. Mm. So you know, uh, there are the haves and the have mm. not. So how do you how do you resolve the crisis between the house and the house mm. not? You know, and the house mm. not are the overwhelming majority, and they create the wealth of the society. Mm. You know, and you have a few people who who actually dictate and who control everything. Mm. So in their own interest. So it's interest, class interest that is at play. Let, let me also break it down though. Okay. Uh, right now, you know, uh, look at the prices of uh goods, you know, fundamentally, you know, uh overwhelming majority of, of Africans or Nigerians. Want they are not interested in incrementing fuel prices mm. or electricity prices, but the minority wants that. Now, the interest of that minority mm-hmm. is to pass the interest of the overwhelming majority. That's one thing. Overwhelming majority of they just don't want naira to be devalued, but a minority who are work, who are actually in uh, in uh, in cohort with the imperialist forces want the naira to be devalued. So these are the fundamentals. So how do you reconcile? It's not reconcilable. Hello, dama Yeah.
0: Um, the, the same question um, is true at you. You know, I believe that you've heard the saying that um, Africa is the hands of Africans. So my question is,
2: what structure do you think I are mean we put in place to allow you to really embrace this nation? All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now,
5: first of all, i'm a strong um, I'm a strong believer of the fact that uh, there is always hope so when Africans we speak, I want us to speak with hope and see the possibilities that are there. If we say that the youth is um, is the hope of the future, then we have to start tackling the problems from there. so the question itself is what can we do to inspire to equip uh, the youth for them to be able to stand in this um, battle. So one thing that I am looking at that is very important is education. And first of all, I have to mention this, that I'm super proud of um, you, Samuel, and then the works that you're doing, because that is the hope of the future. Like, I strongly believe that, um, as I always say, that the problems are always right in front of us, but what can we do? Um, I always like to see the situation from here, that... Uh, There is nothing like um, one class being above other. It is a reality. We still have it. It's going on. But hey, why do we see the situation from, can there be a change? Is there hope for that African child who is selling out there, who has never been given the chance to the school? Is there hope for him to be given the same chance that he can compete with the child of the rich man, whereby they'll be given equal opportunities for us to see Who is actually capable of doing the work? Now, when it comes to leadership and truth be told, it is all about the desires of the heart. Now, only Africans can understand the problems of Africa. Nobody is coming down there to support you or to help you. Our problems, the solutions of Africa are right there in Africa. And what we have to do is now to equip the younger generations to take up i think the only thing that these people as one of my brothers said the class what the class people can do to hurt you is to deprive you of your ability to learn now provided you are not deprived of the ability to learn and given the opportunity to also learn and climb up the socio economic ladder then you have the opportunity to be able to do this now for someone for an enemy to be able to to disarm you the only thing he does is to first attack your mind the only threats that Africans we have is the ability, is the lack of what information or maybe the lack of education that we need to equip ourselves to reach that ladder. Listen, it's not about money. Even when we, I'm a business student, and let me say this it is not just about you having the capital to start a business. Most of the times, it's just about the idea. Okay, we may complain, of course, money is very important, it's the capital, that's what we do with. But let me tell you something, there is a great importance of just having an idea of having a clear goal or a vision a deep mission within you that's why it is said that education is the greatest weapon that can actually be used to fight the wars that we are having so the truth itself is that let's be real let's be realistic i mean when people get educated when a poor african child is given the same opportunity and he has seen poverty i believe that with the good values as one of my brothers said yeah, uh, with the good values, he will have the notion of the people at heart. He or she will know that um, this is what we have to provide for our people because he has been in the same situation. So first of all, to 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 be able to um, look at the issues of our leadership in Africa, I think let's start from the basis of it. Uh, we, the people who are the change makers, we have to raise our voice. I mean, I think uh, it is over for the time of running away. If you leave it to, who else are you leaving it to? When we run away, who's going to do it? We keep on waiting that maybe someone else is going to do it. And that's, guess what? Everybody is thinking that. I'm thinking, okay, maybe someone will do it. He is in Nigeria. He's already doing it. I'll go on with my life. And maybe someone is also thinking, let them not do it. So this is it. We are passing on responsibility to someone else. We are passing on the mantle to someone else. Think of it. If all Africans can unite and say that, hey, enough of this corruption. Now, there are many ways of being able to express your your views. It's not always violent. It's about when you show how, like, you know what is going on, the government itself will be intimidated. The poor leadership will be intimidated. They know that, wow, my people know what you're talking about. But when we sit there, and let me give a practical example, if someone comes and is waiting to be elected, and all that we can do is to give you a little portion or something like money, and you are going to vote for him, now, this tells me the level at which we have understanding and how we look at governance, that we are, we are going to pass out our own authority, we are passing out our power into the hands of a wrong person. What is the essence of democracy? Democracy itself is like it's power in our hands. The power is given to you. But what do they do? They give you the power, it's in your hands. But guess what? You don't have the knowledge to apply the power, so you just use it wrongly. It's like you having a gun in your hand, you see a lion, and you throw the gun at it. You were supposed to shoot. So this is it. We have the power in our hands. Listen, nobody is bigger than anyone. I want to make this sure again that that poor African child who is selling on the road is far, far powerful. There is no difference between that child and then someone else. The only difference is, okay, according to social, and I'm putting this in quotes, according to social describing and social grouping and classification. But apart from that, there is no limit to what an African child can do. There is no limit to a group or something else. So this is what I want to say. What if we try to tackle the issue from here, that we are going to give everybody this equal opportunity, and it starts with education. First of all, this is my strong belief. That's why I highly support my brother Samuel. Because if the child is given these values and he begins to be trained about the power that is in his hands the child will not look at the poor society he was born in the child isn't going to look at the fact that his parents are not being able to afford a high quality school but the fact that the child can still believe that regardless of this situation i have hope and i have a say and i have power he will use this power properly of course so to me the issue of leadership and staffs i believe okay the systems are corrupted highly corrupted highly corrupted, undoubtedly corrected. Now, what can we do? It is time for people to penetrate through the system. It has to be crashed completely. I mean, like, that's what we're talking about, a revolution. Something has to happen. And when will this revolution start? It starts with that young African child who is selling on the road, who is not yet given the opportunity to go to school. And sometimes it's not just about formal education alone. It's about proper training. It's about um, we going in there and giving them the right training. What could this be? It could be about teaching them about the history, teaching them about the love for their country, letting them know and feel that they have hope and they have a say and they have power. So in my my point of view, I just want to see things from the positive aspect because why? I have been a victim of this and I am a living testimony of this fact. Uh, I, I did not grow up with all the money that I needed but thank God, my parents were able to school me in a, in a school. At least, that was when I picked up my opportunity. I saw the rich in that school, but I felt like, okay, we've been given the equal opportunity. So when a child is given a basic equal opportunity, this will be the part that we can solve it from. The reason why I'm saying this is because I want us to look at the situation from a place that will be more realistic and we can feel like there is a little bit of hope. When we look at the situation from the upside, like looking at the government, looking at the president, looking at the ministers, we feel like, man, there is nothing we can do. And I I truly agree with my brothers. It feels like there is nothing can be done. If you look at the situation, especially as a person living here in Turkey, having traveled to other countries, looking at the situation, I'm telling you the reason why many people, after they leave Africa, they are not coming back. Why? Because it becomes even more open to you and you feel like, wow, it is quite difficult to break it. But the truth itself is now let's all be realistic people, let us all be people of hope. Where do we tackle this from? If we say the youth are the are the what the future generation, then let's start with them. It all starts with proper education and enlightening the people about the power and the strength that they have in their hands. So this is my contribution on this matter. Thank you. Thank so much. you very much.
0: So um quickly, we are rounding up. Following up from Samuel's question about the youths being the future and What have you not? We have so many people, um, or so many Africans, I'm wondering that there needs to be a change, and the change has to be people of younger generation needs to be at the forefront of leadership as far as leadership in Africa is concerned. My question now is, because I am of of the belief that being a youth is not an ideology. So, If we had to have um, good leadership in Africa, in general, must there be a change in terms of the younger generation taking the forefront instead of having leaders who have been here for quite some time? Um, And secondly, um, this system we have in Africa, um do we have a, a kind of system that can accommodate this change taking um bobby wine for um example uh, bobby wine of um uganda um, we also what happened um, so now let's let's um, citing that as as an example as a premise uh, if there must be a change must it be uh, the change in terms of the younger generation as the youth being at the forefront of leadership and secondly do you have the system in place to accommodate such change yes, sir. Uh, uh, let's, let's yes, yes. thank you
3: okay i'll say yes yes the, the the future of africa is actually in the hands of the youth because if you look at the age grade if you look at the age grade of who you call the youth I think it's between um, 18 to about 50 or so. If I'm correct, someone, someone help me. Am I correct?
0: Yeah, I think 40, 45, rather. Am I correct? Uh, 40, 45, rather. Okay, yeah. So if... Okay, okay. So if that is the age grade,
3: then yes. 100% yes. The future of Africa is enhanced for the youth.
0: So please, what oh, was the second question? Um, Have we created the sort of Africa whereby the youth can... Can lead. Is it possible for a. Uh, Have we. Yeah. I'll put it like that. We, there
3: is the system of government. Change, yes. I'll put it like that. That we, there is the system of government. And I will say that the system of government hardly recognize the youth. It leaves the youth to either fear for themselves, like going to entertainment or just do anything like as a criminal to get anything to do and eat or something like that but uh the system of government is not helping anybody else the system of government is not helping the youth so i don't think there's anything the government or the system of government can do it has to be changed so that every class and everybody will be involved in government and governance.
0: Okay, thank you very much um same question let let's run it let's end it on this note question of the youth, youth. Uh, every society
4: you know uh, the youth you know will inevitably take over okay. at a particular yeah. point in time so it's, a, it's, a, it's a natural okay. law yeah. so there's no point in us uh, overflogging yeah. that. You know, uh, and as we, I emphasized earlier, you know, the root is transient. You know, the system. If if uh, uh, if you have evil in an earlier society, mm. there's a tendency for those evil forces to ensure that their own offsprings continue. You know, uh, as time well, goes exactly. on, even when uh, they are closed. exactly. So you have a situation where the, the, the law of property. Okay, a, a, a billionaire is not going to give his property to to commoners. Yeah. He's going to give to his his offspring, you know, to continue. So you have that institutionalized uh, evil, you know. So the key tax is for those who are the victims to actually break that chain of uh, that chain of uh, oppression. Don't forget that uh, when if you put things in context, slavery existed, capitalist slavery was uh, on for like 400 to 800 mm-hmm. years. You know, class uh, society is about uh, 10,000 years old, you know, uh, thousands, about 10,000 years. Prior to that, there were none, you know, and we are talking about human society of about 70 to 8,000 to 100,000 years. So it's necessary for us to put things in context. Mm-hmm. In the current context, it's necessary to appreciate that uh, for the liberation of humanity to take place. And I'm not going to be too particular about Africa because it's not just an African crisis. Mm. It's a global crisis. You must actually understand the nature of this crisis and know how to... Uh, how to and, and Which uh, brings to the question of education for people to be more conscious mm. of the society that they're currently living in. And, you know, education place is strategic role. But uh, that strategic place for that purpose, you know, uh, millions of youths are deprived, consciously deprived of education. Mm-hmm. Go to Northern era right now. I will I'll, I'll give you all the comrades here the opportunity to go and cross-check. You know, a state like Zafara, yeah. you know, uh, only 24... Uh, um, uh, comrades, you know, for kids at particularly particular last year actually got uh made papers, made their papers before in a society where you know over a million uh youths you know uh were actually in the, in the generation of over a million youth okay. So you have this uh challenge you know that even if you want to read these system is designed not to allow you the opportunity to read. That is even that even that education that you are even going to get is completely distorted, mm. you know, uh seriously. They don't, they, you know, but even at that, you know, uh it is preserved for the for the children of the uh of the elite, you know, so within our own exp- uh, uh, reality we see how that how challenging it is you have right now we in my own neighborhood alone we have scores of youth who could be nurses doctors uh, engineers and several other things even a cleaner a professional you know it, it requires education mm. but the way society is configured right now it will never allow you know our humanity or our youth to actually attain the potential that they actually desire. It's not everybody that wants to be a professor. Somebody wants to be a, a professional uh, mechanic, you know, Which you know, or somebody wants to be a, a farmer, you know, and several of that, or oh, an artist. But the way it is right now, it will, the system does not allow that. You know, only, you know, the criminals, they, you know, a uh, minority of even the criminals are actually allowed. So these are the realities that you know this generation must uh, discover. Uh, the saying that every generation, you know, out of necessity needs to discover its historic mission. That statement, you know, uh, remains very valid, mm. and every needs to actually, you know, uh, look at it and uh, not be not uh, have any illusions. Let us look at what currently exists. You know, base ourselves on that and see that we have to, uh, we have to work towards, you know, uh, changing the situation. That's what actually got some of us going in the days of our own youth. Mm-hmm. That look, we cannot have this. This is not going to actually bring anything uh, substantial. And at the time that we are, we are some of us are uh, raising the, or actually taking some of these concrete actions, you know, uh, you, to go to a university in those years, you don't need to know anybody. You don't need to, you, the school fees worse. Uh, it's illegal for you to even think about charging well, students' tuition. <laughs> but right now, the otherwise is the situation. Mm. We mean that, you know, and right now, what our, our generation was will saying will be, will be the reality has actually gone worse. Okay. Because that, really, that barbarism, I is it, when, when we were growing up. There was a, there was law and order in the uh, in Zaire. It was I bet it as Zaire. Today is Congo. Yeah. You know, the generation before us bet it as Congo. But now Congo is a barbaric society. Mm-hmm. Well, when we were growing up, we met uh, Somalia under you know you know, and people were saying that that really, these this people are going, they are going to so, Somalia is a crazy place and cool so these are the realities you know that we what? have to, uh look at and look at how we as you know those current generation need to actually work towards transforming True. it. it's in their, in their hands you know and it's not by actually book clicking the the establishment it's actually looking at it concretely objectively hmm.
0: thank yeah, you thank you very much uh, so um gamma quickly please um the same question let's let's end it on this
5: note. Um, yeah. All right. Um, I hope you can right. okay. All right. Thank you so much. I'll be very fast with this okay. question. Uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate um, all the uh, feedbacks from uh, my dear brothers here. And it's important when we ask, okay, looking at the youth, and, and our strong belief in the youth, I believe when we go into conversations like this, when we talk about the issues that we have, then we can uh, see uh, what is the solution forward. We've seen this happening, but, I mean, it's not always late. There are things that can be done if the people are willing to take a stand. I think uh, when the civilization, like the colonization started, I could could think that my people were thinking this way. When will this end? Uh, Is there going to be an end? But who knows? We saw there was an end to it. Like, every time there is something that rises, we build, we become stronger, and we get over it. Now, I think that, with with education getting like with uh, time, like look at we knew that uh, in Ghana, like there will be free SHS. Okay, people complain about it that it is not working properly, whatever. But listen, we were thinking that it is not going to be possible, but it was a possibility. Now I think we are heading towards that. There is we are getting a boom of education where people cannot keep one ignorant again. Information is at a higher rise and people are learning very fast. Now. How can these people be rich? How can the youth be touched? And this is where the initiatives of young people that I'm seeing is encouraging me to believe that it doesn't normally matter that only the rich people are getting that quality education and belief, but we are also instilling this quality belief systems in the youth. That's what I'm seeing. I'm saying that I'm seeing Samuel and I'm seeing other people. I'm in touch with many other people. And also my brothers here, we gathering here to even talk about this is a big hope for me. It tells me that people are talking about these issues. It means that we are heading towards finding solutions to it. The truth is, let's be factual. The systems are not op- operating in a, such a way that it to give us the opportunity. Exactly. Okay. If, if the systems were operating that way to give the people opportunity, now you are saying, yeah, it could be like evil that it wants evil to continue. Sometimes I thought that is the way because the thing is, they are closing your eyes for you not to see the sun. As soon as your eyes are open to it, they fear that there's going to be a revolution. When I talk about revolution, it's not a, a, a riot or something like something horrible. People want us to get scared. But the truth is, your eyes being open to the fact and knowing the truth. Of who you are and what can be done about the system, and understanding that Africa is not poor, understanding that the fact that if proper leaderships are made in place, we could start now choosing which country we will have to sell our products to, which countries, who, who is going to quote the prices, how much money will leave the country. It all starts with mindset. Let me give one typical example here. In Turkey, most of the productions that are done here, you know, one of the highest purchasing countries purchasing um, continent is Africa I went to the biggest city in Turkey here and then most of the businesses that they were doing they were selling clothes and goods and shoes to wear to Africa now the question I'm trying to ask is: listen here someone can have two three sets and be changing it but what is Africa trying to do are we in a competition with each other are we trying to show our clothes our dressing I was questioning the guys who were sending the stuff to Africa I'm like are people really changing or buying like this? We have a consumer mindset, but we, we do not have a producer mindset. Now, so I'm trying to say, let us push the complaint from the, from the government. I want to look at the youth now. Because, yeah, it looks like we cannot reach them. I'm putting the blame on myself. Then I can control it. If a problem is you, you know you can control it. But if a problem is in the hands of somebody, it is difficult. You can just say it, it is difficult. But I want to question ourselves how well are we investing into our education okay if you have the money to buy this kind of clothes then I think then also you should be able to invest in other stuff like maybe the mindset but to be frank with you I truly agree with what my brother said that the system has made it that it's so difficult for these people to be given the opportunity that's why it is my humble plea that many Africans in the diaspora many Africans wherever we find ourselves let's bring out our strengths together Then with a little we can, like these great initiatives and these talks like this, let us speak it to the kids. Let us open up their minds. Sometimes what they need is not just for people to come from abroad to come and open up wells and give money and give food for a day. It doesn't solve the problem. That's why this Bill Gates and Melinda, they just were, Melinda was saying something and said, ah, we've been doing this, but the problem is maybe the Africans are not taking charge of it. If someone helps you, if someone gives you fish and do not teach you how to fish, that is the worst thing they can ever do for you because the truth itself is it is crippling you. So, enough of the support we are trying to receive. Rather, let us now start to think and start with the intellectual thinking of coming up with solutions for ourselves. So, has the government or is there a place for us? We don't know. Uh, they've not set a place, but we can create it. And thank you so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Um, We trust in Africa. Thank you very
0: much. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. It's been a very interesting um, conversation so far. I've enjoyed our different opinions. And um, like we've all said, we need to keep talking about these things. We need to keep talking about it. We need to keep making um, our African brothers um aware of these things the consciousness is what we need so once again i want to thank everybody for joining us um thank you very much for joining us thank you very much thank me. you um gamel thank you very much thank you very much. thank you very much for your time um thank you very much for for joining us we say a big thank you from samuel and i we say bye
1: okay, bye